It's a brand new fresh week, everyone, which means it's time for a brand new fresh media scope brief. My name is Tachi and I bring you media, tech and pop culture news. Join me on this journey, won't you? I love Tesla. Anyone who knows me knows I talk about Teslas all the time. And I'm not really a car person. I'm more of an A to B car person. So it doesn't matter too much what it looks like as long as it's decent. But there's something about the sportiness of this Tesla. Something about the sleekness of the Tesla. Something about the all-electric nature. And did I mention the sportiness and the sleekness? Yeah, it's all of that. This is why I love Tesla. So imagine my delight when I discovered that the first production Model 3 has rolled off of the assembly line and into possession of its owner, Elon Musk. The founder and CEO tweeted pictures of his new vehicle, and he got it because the actual first pre-order customer gifted Musk his place in the queue as a birthday gift. That's nice. The only thing nicer would have been if he had paid for it. <laughs> so alongside the pics, Musk tweeted an interesting bit of trivia about who gets dibs on the first edition of any new Tesla car. The first person who pays full price for the vehicle. Simple enough. Musk earned that honor for the Roadster and the Model X but not for the Model S, he noted. The first production model is black. Good color, right? And it's a throwback to the original Model T from Ford, which, quote, famously came in any color you wanted as long as it was black. (laughs) The Model 3 will have more paint options, but it's one of the very few things you're going to be able to customize. They're trying to keep things simple by limiting options early in the production process. And as expected, based on prototype models and early spy shots of the car, it basically looks like a shorter Model S, but with a similar sporty feel for a four-door sedan, according to TechCrunch. Musk's big reveal didn't go long on technical detail, however, so TechCrunch is still waiting on some of that info, including the exact range beyond the minimum 215 mile spec, for example. Tesla also recently noted that the first customers beyond Musk can expect deliveries to start around July 28th, so that's the date when we'll probably look for more info in a couple of weeks. All right, well, did you pre-order? Get yourselves ready to get your brand new Model 3. Okay, cheers. Welcome back to Mediascope Brief, where in this segment, we're going to talk Alexa and deep discounts on Amazon Prime for Prime Day. Maybe you've been wanting a device to keep you company in the house. Maybe you've been wanting to say, Alexa, turn on my stove. Yeah, I don't know that it actually does that. But anyway, maybe you just want an Amazon Echo. Well, you're in luck because Prime Day starts tonight and Amazon is deeply discounting its two most popular Alexa devices, the Echo and the Echo Dot, as they celebrate their annual Prime Day sale. It starts tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, sorry, 6 p.m. Pacific Time. It's going to get, uh, the Echo will receive a 50% price cut which will make it $89.99 or $90. And the Echo Dot will drop by $15, bringing it down to $34.99. And meanwhile, Amazon's Bluetooth speaker with Alexa, the Amazon Tap, is $50 off, making it $79.90. So basically $80. The sale on the Echo Dot is notable because a recent e-commerce study from Adobe identified this speaker as the best seller amongst 
Amazon's Echo line. Okay, so that's a good deal. You might want to jump on it. Their report also indicated that the Dot's lower price point attracted consumers who perhaps saw the device as an affordable way to dip their toe in the waters of voice computing without committing to the pricier Echo. Now, for Prime Day, the Dot is priced the lowest it's ever been. Google Home devices sold well during the 2016 holidays thanks to a year-end release, the report also said, but Echo Dot then quickly caught up and surpassed the Google Home devices. And in the first quarter of the year, Dot led the smart speaker sales, accounting for 53% of the market compared with Google Home's 30% share. Interesting indeed. However, even at a 30% share, that put Google Home ahead of other Echo devices, including the original Echo and Amazon Tap. With Prime Day, Amazon's decision to bring the Echo Dot to its lowest price point ever could help solidify its lead in the market, giving the retailer further momentum. And discounting the Echo by 50%, <laughs> Amazon could clear out older in even inventory, perhaps in advance of a uh, fresh new hardware refresh. Okay, well, so if you're looking for any Amazon home or voice computing devices, Prime Day is the time to do it. Remember, it starts this evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Just visit Amazon and get your shop on. They need to pay me for that. I'm kidding. All right, cheers, guys. So let's talk about the moon in this Mediascope Brief. Or more specifically, that China is prepping for its first manned moon mission, or shall we say personed moon mission, because I don't know if they're men or women or both going. Four volunteers at China's top aeronautical university are going to live in a sealed laboratory for 200 days with no out outside interaction as they prepare to send their first manned mission or personed mission to the moon. So this is according to the People's Daily, which is one of the Chinese Communist Party's official newspapers, and according to TechCrunch. The group started their stint on Sunday in the 160-square-meter lab at the Beijing University of Aeronautics and Astronautics. Interesting. China became the third country after the U.S. and Russia to successfully complete a soft landing on the moon in December 2013. The government is now working on a spacecraft capable of sending a manned mission to the moon with the goal of putting astronauts on the moon within the next 15 to 20 years. China insists that their lunar aspirations are in the spirit of peaceful collaboration with other countries. Uh, NASA has been banned by Congress since 2011 from col collaborating with Chinese counterparts because of security concerns. Hmm. But during his tenure as the head of NASA, former administrator Charles Bolden said the ban should be temporary to keep the U.S. from missing out on programs to send manned missions into space. A recently approved U.S. military budget includes the creation of a new military branch dedicated to combat in space. But that doesn't mean that the U.S. and China will be locked into a space race anytime soon. The Air Force is trying to stop the proposal, arguing that it will take resources away from the current branches of the military. It's called the Yugong-1, and the name means Moon Palace, and the Beihang University Lab, which is short for the university that's doing this, is part of a year-long experiment that was launched on May 10th to test the reliability of its Bioregenerative Life Support System, or BLSS, and how it affects different crew members. Well, it will be interesting to see how they fare after 200 days 
and I'll have more information when they finally emerge from their capsule. Alright guys, cheers. Okay, so we've done a little bit of news. Let's do a little bit of caller, you say what? I always say it like that. I'm just so excited because I love when people call in. So if you're just listening for the first time, this is when I take listener call-ins and give responses or answers back, even if they're not asked for. Anyway, let's take a listen to Eileen, who is just rejoining Anchor for the first time. Tachi, thanks so much for your call-in. I think that was the first call-in that I've had since I came back over to Anchor. You're awesome, and I will definitely be checking out all of your anchors here. And I am just really happy that they made so many changes to the app that really just pulled me back in. I kept trying to leave. But they kept pulling me back in. <laughs> so thanks so much, and I'll chat with you soon, honey. Love ya. Eileen, welcome back into the fold. So good to see you, and we're happy to have you back with the Anchor family. Next up, Kiana has quite a bit to say about the Facebook village, um, excuse me, small town, <clears throat> excuse me, world takeover that they're trying to build. Let's take a listen. Hey Tachi, what's going on? So Facebook is planning on building a village. It sounds really awesome and amazing. And at the same time, something about it just seems creepy, like movie type creepy to me. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm gonna have to definitely uh, find a story and read some more about it. But I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I mean, it's, you know, great for you know people getting jobs finding new jobs and this and that but you also said that um it's pretty much going to be for like people who already kind of work for facebook i don't know it's it's something about that that just sounds slightly creepy and it's weird to me very very weird oh my god hey tachi i'm calling in one more time um I just got like a really big chuckle behind the whole segment of Facebook planning a village. I was listening to your segment. I didn't listen all the way through before I posted my call in and I still haven't finished. I had stopped it again just to record this uh, response, but I have just been um, reaffirmed that it's just not me because in my first comment, I said, it's cool, but it's creepy. It's like movie type creepy. And when you said that, you know, This is a good thing, but it's also a little bit scary. Okay, I know I'm not the only one who actually thinks that. Oh, and like, you know what? I don't even want to think about it anymore. Oh my goodness. It's creepy. Okay, Tachi, I probably need to stop doing this and actually just listen to the segment um, all the way through, but I can't help it. So the name of the movie was called The Stefford Wise. But yes, very reminiscent of The Stefford Wise. There's another movie that I have in mind, too. It just, that just seems, I don't know. Can I, like, I can't say creepy enough. It's just, it's weird and it's creepy. Yes, it can be a good thing, but it's, it's like, really creepy. Like, they want to build a world of slaves of some kind. Oh, my gosh. 
Diana never apologized for calling in. There's no such thing as calling in too much on this station because I love the interaction. I just appreciate that you call in and give your views and we agree. This is creepy as hell. I don't know, like I said, that I want to live across the street from where I work. Many people love that. This chick does not. Also, the fact that they own everything soon you'd also have Facebook brand food and you could only buy that. You could only buy cars from Facebook. It sounds so interesting and so neat and I'm sure there's good behind it. But it also sounds like it could be a horrible experience in human bondage if we're not careful. But it will be interesting to see what happens when it finally does jump off. Like I said, the first phase is going to be the grocery store and the living quarters. So we'll see what happens. I bet they're going to be posh as hell, though. Hmm. All right. Thanks, Kiana. Hi, Tachi. Yes, I, I watched a Facebook Live oh months ago while out running errands on a Saturday, I think, with Alton Brown, where he talked about that people were asking him, many people were asking him if he would please bring the show back. And he said, you got to have a sponsor. I got to have a sponsor. So, yeah, I, you know, I worry about it going to the Internet. It, it just it really depends I think it has to be so easy and so accessible and somewhere where people are already spending time um, which means to me Facebook live um, I worry that if it's just on the internet or if it's a subscription model that it won't work um, I don't know I, I don't know I like it but I tend to watch all my cooking shows right on the cooking channel or Food Network uh, because it's easy and they're all there and I can just turn it on in the background while I'm doing something else um, and look up and look at actually I think it's really silly that uber never had a tipping feature I mean I don't know what their philosophy was behind that but it is completely customer unfriendly to not have an in-app tipping mechanism I mean seriously so how many drivers never got a tip because of that people don't always carry cash around so that's good news and it's smart business smart business smart marketing Nancy thank you so much for calling in it's your first time calling in and we're excited if I had sound effects I would play them <laughs> but thank you for calling in and you called in on two counts I really love Alton Brown and so I'm excited that he's coming back and here's the thing I think that it could totally work in the digital space a lot of television programs are going the way of the digital space there simply is more le leeway and you can leverage a little better with that now by leveraging I'm not suggesting that you're going to be able to get the same amount of ad dollars that you would ever get from terrestrial television but you're exposing yourselves to new audiences and think about it if they're trying to expose themselves to Millennials and Gen Z that's the way to go doing something on Facebook Live, doing maybe even something on Periscope, seeing if they can amp up their YouTube presence. That These are the people that eventually, remember, millennials are the largest generation right now. Very soon, if they're not already, they're going to be bloody cooking for themselves. So I think that they're also after that too. If, if they won't say it, they're also after that too. So I'm excited about doing something in the digital space and I can't wait to see what they do. And as far as Uber, 
Their philosophy with that was they're cheap and they really don't give a damn about anybody else. When you think about it, the way it was, that's what happens when you have a bunch of people who get together who feel that they're entitled to certain things. They're entitled to make the money they make. They're entitled to live the way they do off of the backs of their workers or other people. It's totally the antithesis to what ride sharing is supposed to be. And that's the problematic thing. So bloody damn well, Travis Kalanick should have stepped down. He should have even had to be prodded. He should have just said, mm, it's time for me to exit and do something good, but he's gonna be all right. So I'm not crying for him, Argentina. But in any case, I think it was stupid and short-sighted and just damn silly not to have tipping as a part of the feature of the original app. I don't get it. This should have been what the, the thing was from the get-go. I'm sharing my, my car with you and if you feel I did well, which I've never had a ride share that was a terrible experience. I've always been great. So, you know, but they're going to, as the old folks say, you're going to learn tonight and they're learning. Thank you so much for calling. Cheers. Okay, the, uh, from what I understand, the Model 6 is about $34,000, $35,000, about the price of a, uh, uh, a well-equipped Chevy. And it's electric, and it looks hot. You've got at least three of the criteria for me. Uh, the one criteria I want, I would like that range to be at least from here in Canoga Park, California, to Los Angeles, not to Los Angeles, to San Francisco in one charge and to recharge from empty to full in at least an hour. Not six, one. You do that, and if I have the money, you got me. The Don Podcast, welcome back to the station. Yes, okay, now from what I understand, the... There are supercharger stations that will charge you in one hour. So if you do it at your house, yeah, it's basically going to be an overnight thing. But if you can locate, and in California, there are a bunch of supercharger stations and it will charge in one hour, which is great fully. So that's fantastic. Now, as far as the, I don't know, okay, from you're in LA, I think you said to San Francisco in one charge, eh. I, I can't promise you that. What we have to remember is that the more power the battery has, the bigger right now it's going to have to be until they develop the technology to make it smaller. So I think for that kind of charge, the battery may be a little bit bigger. Now that may not be such a bad thing. Um, yeah, it may not be such a bad thing if we're talking about a car. I would rather have to do that and pay up front for the larger battery than to pay donkeys dollars in gas, right? <laughs> so, and, and that's part, part of the thing is, I know some people wish it was a hybrid because they want that, that factor of, if I totally don't have time to charge it, I could just gas it up and go. But I think they're trying to totally be green. So what I ask from you, my brother, is to let me be your first ride when you do get that Tesla, huh? Thanks. Cheers.